It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. And for Shane Holmes, it's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Yes. Episode, I believe... 1270 today? I never know until I go to actually no. upload it because then it it brings up the last one and I was like, okay, this is the number that we're on. And I know we've missed some numbers we have. in there, but we'll, we'll call this 1270. In and around 1270-ish. <laughs> some people have reached out to us and said when we were talking the other day about Jason Kenney's political legacy, they said, what about not wearing a shirt under his Flames jersey? What about going bare nips under his Flames tarp? That is his legacy. That's going to be his legacy on this show, absolutely. Yep. yep. Friend of, the, friend of the show, Sherry, mentioned that, and I was like, if we had a chance to talk to the new premier, Danielle Smith, would it be inappropriate to ask about her nip situation under her Flames jersey? Question one, do you wear a shirt under your Flames jersey? I think if I asked it, it might work a little better than if you were to. <laughs> but I'd be like, just oh being God. honest, like I'm debating, you know, you could just pose it in a way where it's non-threatening. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going to wear my jersey tonight. I'm just wondering, like, do you wear... Do you wear anything underneath the jersey or just straight nip? <laughs> just curious. Like, I just want to know. You're looking at me so serious right now. <laughs> That's how you have to do it. Like, just pull like... out. Just no, not, don't crack a smile. You're very serious. Like, I'm just wondering. Like, do you, do you experience chafing? I just, I don't know how to wear a dress. Presser, really. Um, our new premier, Danielle Smith, said something pretty controversial on her first day yesterday. Yeah. Her first day after being sworn in. She is coming in hot. Man, um, we didn't talk about it on today's show. I, I kind of like like a day or two to gather my thoughts when something like this hits the news. Yeah. How do I really feel about this? And I know like the nature of this business of media is that you got to react right away. You got to react and have a take. And I sometimes I like to just sit back and think about it for a bit. Yeah. Like, okay. How do I feel about this? So maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow on the show. If you know what we're referring to. Got a heritage moment today since it was a Wednesday. A uh, piece of furniture that I didn't know existed. Some white girl sayings, something that happened in an NFL game. The other night, we'll get into that. Um, Dirty Sasky pronunciations. Shauna's parents recently admitted that they may have been a bad example in one regard uh, when they were growing. When Shauna was growing up, one of the softest Vancouver things I've ever heard. A terrible job that exists that you definitely don't want. What I should do with my hair when I cut it, which I'm going, planning to do in the next few weeks here. Uh, Fortune 500 business. First, you're out of context clip of the show. My truck's trucker than your truck. And my trucker than your truck. BNS in 20 minutes or less. My wife McKenna listens to a lot of country music, and I heard a country song that cracked me up the other day. Haven't poked fun at any country lyrics in a while. Yeah. And this is appropriate for Chucktober, too. Oh, great. My truck's That's Rednecker by Hardy. It not that is some truck. Like he is punching that truck. Oh my goodness! Does like he ever I, hit those? Oh, wow! My truck's louder than your truck. Excuse me, are you done with the word yet? Or? Hardy actually has some pretty good songs, some yeah. well-written songs. Uh, I wouldn't call that one of them. I n- <laughs> no. My truck's louder than your truck. Wow! All right deep stuff that is that is real deep right there deep stuff that i is. mean there's just so much you could do with that format of of lyrics hey yeah my 
My cousin's hotter than your cousin. And my racism is more overt. <laughs> Works just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... My mullet's longer than yours. It's my girlfriend's bazookas. They're bigger than yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. <laughs> my truck's trucker than your truck. And my truck's yeah. a little trucker than yeah. your truck. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We got a message yesterday from friend of the show, Jeff, about his partner's new bra store. And he said... Submission big, for Fortune 500. Big time Fortune 500 en- entry here. Yes. Uh, so it's a new bra store. It's called Nice Fits. <laughs> nice Fits. Get it? Tremendous. It's just... The minute I heard this, I was like, this is just awesome. And it's your partner and she just... She deserves something for that. This is just... Big old fitties. Oh, man. Just nice Show fits. Us your it's fits. bra store and, you know, it's fitting the bra and then you're... Yeah. Everybody wants to see your fits and... It's what we in the pun business refer to as clean. Yeah. It's a clean, good, clean pun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just picture Terry yelling, nice fit! <laughs> yeah! <Yes. laughs> Nice ones. Said my old lady here. Yeah. Oh, man, that is... <laughs> Tremendous yes. pun. Yeah. Uh, a definite entry into Winning. the Fortune 500 list of local businesses, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I've made the decision that after Halloween, I'm going to buzz all my hair off. Which is crazy. I mean, you've been talking about this for quite some time, yeah. but you're finally going to pull the trigger. Been humming and hawing for a while. I've okay. got fairly long hair. If you haven't seen me, it's like down past my shoulders. Yeah. I have for a while. Uh, but it's time for it to go. Uh, the thing is, you got to do something funny on the way out. I'd say I need it for my Halloween costume, and then yes. after Halloween, I whatever. But you got to do something funny mm-hmm. when you cut hair this long. Yeah, right? when you make such a drastic change. It's true. Whether that be a scullet or something. So the two two things I'm leaning toward right now, both suggestions from friends of mine. The first friend said you should take the hair that you cut off yep. and glue it into a hat. And then if you ever miss your long hair, you can just put the hair hat on. That's really funny. <laughs> yep. That's that's terrifying, isn't it? Oh like, my god, that's, that's good. the scariest thing I've ever heard. Yep. Have a hair hat. Oh my hat? god. <laughs> oh, I miss having long hair. I think I'll wear the hair hat out tonight. Holy. And then you take your hat off and your hair goes with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Oh my that's okay. That's, that's option great. number one. Yep. Pretty funny. Option number two, uh, and we're I'm talking about this before McKenna listens to the show. I know she's not listening yet because I don't want her to hear. But I told you McKenna recently dyed her blonde hair like a fairly bright red. Yeah, it's awesome. Another friend suggested that I go and dye mine the exact same color. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be... That would be so funny. And I not tell her? Yep. She's like, I'm just going home for a couple hours. I'll be home in a bit. Come home with the same vibrant red hair that oh she has. Oh, my God, yeah. Totally serious, too. Like, what do you think? Do you like it? Can you imagine going out where you guys both have the same colored hair? People would be like, what the hell is wrong with those two? Yeah, you'd be like, this is weird. We got a deal. We got a two for one deal. Now we have the same color hair. We're we're a couple with the exact same color hair. Yep. (laughs) That is just phenomenal. The thing is, it would be expensive to do that. Yes. Right? I think, I forget what McKenna paid. It was like 200 some bucks or whatever. And you got to sit in the chair for hours. So it'd be a big commitment. Yeah. But the joke... It's pretty funny. And like if I could film her reaction. Yeah. It might be, be worth it. Mortified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eventually let her know, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm going to shave it off. But pretty funny in the meantime. Oh, man. So which is funnier? The hair hat or... I mean, I guess you could do both. 
have a red hair hat. Oh my god. It's just getting ridiculous. This now. is insane. <laughs> the world is a vampire. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I stumbled across a business yesterday called The Lice Squad. The Lice Squad? The Lice Squad. L I C E? Yes. They're here in Calgary. And uh, yeah, they get rid of lice for people. Oh, man. So, I mean, I. I saw this and I was like, I, I've got to be honest with you. That sounds like maybe one of the worst jobs I've ever heard of. Uh, maybe I have to take out of there. It sounds like one of the worst jobs I've ever heard of. Their job is to full time take little bugs out of people's hair. Horrific. Like that. Who? Although some people get, some people are weird about that. Some people like that sort of stuff, like the pimple poppers. You're right. And, You're right. and I, I mean, I really hope that these people are uh, maybe just a little bit weird in the way that they like to do that, because otherwise that would really suck. Like eight hours a day taking lice out of hair. Yeah. Have you ever seen lice? No. No, I never had it. But I, got I remember very lucky that I didn't have it either. My parents were always like, "Don't share hats. Don't yeah. ever share hats. No one will get lice and you'll die." Right. Growing up, there were always <laughs> those letters that came out that yes. somebody got lice and everybody has to go get treated for lice or there was the lice picker person who'd show up at the school, which actually that's probably, Lice Squad probably does that as well. They show up at school and then go through all the heads to check for lice. Also sounds awful. Terrible. That's just... Yeah, I never had it, but I saw a video one time on YouTube of oh. someone with really bad lice I and I will that. never unsee that. Nope. It's still, it's burned into my brain. They are bugs in your hair. Like bugs in your hair. Through your hair. Yeah. And then this person spends eight hours a day taking those bugs out of your hair. You know, again, it's it sucks to me that the fact that that's a job, but I would like to give a shout out to all of the lice pickers that are out there because... Is that the official term? I don't know. I was trying to figure out what they might have on their business card. Lice removal. Yeah, that's a bad job. I mean, that's you're helping just, people. That's what I mean. It's God's you're, work, right? Because people do get lice and I'm sure that those people really appreciate having that service available. But for those who have to actually do the service, I... Do they do more than head lice? I don't know. Do they do body lice too? Oh They're, boy. Yeah, they're just like, okay, let's see. Oh my God. It. Can you yeah, check the rest of my body for lice as well, please? Oh. How was work today? Uh, it was an absolute nightmare, just like every day. Thanks yes. for asking. Yeah, like, I looked at lice all day. How do you, on it? It's true. Just, just nightmare after nightmare coming through. If you're also like, if you, you're dating that person or whatever, yeah, like, <laughs> do you have to check each other's hair for the end of the day at lice too? Because. Oh, yeah, man. Don't, don't bring your work home. Don't <laughs> leave work at work. That's one of the real <laughs> true jobs where that needs to be true. V and S in 20 minutes or less. This might be one of the softest things we've ever seen come out of Vancouver. Yep. And as we know, there are soft, soft people out that way. Softer than copper butter. Fine, mm -hmm. <laughs> fine people, but uh, yes. not up to the toughness of what the average Canadian would expect out of themselves. Well, they've just never been exposed to extremely cold temperatures, and it shows. Yeah, it so, certainly does. Yeah. Uh, check this out. So this, a, a few people, including friend of the show Mike, sent me a screenshot of the... I'm going to play the Vancouver Soft music yes, here. Yes, please. A screenshot of this tweet. Uh, from what appears to be an amateur weather person in Vancouver, and I'll okay. just read the tweet for you. Mm -hmm. Winds picking up here at Kitsilano Beach. I'd wear sunglasses today. Leaves will be projectiles as they are rapidly falling off trees. No. That's what the tweet Come says. <laughs> projectile leaves? Leaves falling off leaves trees. Leaves are going are to be projectiles? <laughs> so I don't know Holy if Holy crap. I don't know if he's joking, but... When it comes to Vancouver, you can't really tell. You can't, because that would be somebody that actually say, hey, projectile leaves. <laughs> oh, my dearie me. Like, the leaves. 
the dead leaves falling off the trees like if you think might hit your eye or your face and hurt you. Well, you better pray to God that no pine cones are falling, hey, because that's going to kill them. You're going to die. I mean, I think we've all been in like really rainy, windy conditions or like a blizzard where it's like kind of stings your face as it's hitting. It does a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but... Projectile leaves? Leaves? They're leaves. (laughs) They weigh 0.00 whatever pound, like... They flutter gently to the ground. Children pile them up and jump in them. They disintegrate when, when they Mary. hit your face. Okay, like they don't even. They just like. But in Vancouver, they're dangerous projectiles. So, uh, please text "puss" to one two three four five. We're going to raise some money and yep. send sunglasses to Vancouver to protect them from the Maybe falling. Maybe some goalie masks fall. for the pine cones as well. Okay. <laughs> Welding masks. Welding masks. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I know I've said this before, and people are always surprised to hear it. I have still never been to Vancouver. Yeah, that's crazy. My friends are going this weekend, and they invited me, and I gave it some serious thought. Mm-hmm. But we have a bunch of expenses this month, and I was like, I probably shouldn't spend money on a solo trip for myself. Vancouver but, is beautiful. Yeah, I'm just yeah, uh, one of the soft. leading experts on making fun of it. have never actually been there. Yeah, I mean, it, don't say that too often. People will be like, well, that, that, that doesn't count then. <laughs> Why not? Um, People have all kinds of opinions about, about Alberta having never true. been here. I have I have been there. I have family who lives there. Lots of family. So I more than make up for it. If I was going to go this weekend, I was thinking about just like bullying people until they until someone stopped me. Like how 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 long do you think I just walk around pushing people hmm. until someone did something about it? That's a good question. Based on what I know about the softness of the people there. Yeah. It would be a fun social experiment. Hey, Cupboard Butter, how are you doing over there? VNS in 20 minutes or less. My parents have semi-recently admitted to my sister and I that uh, they feel as though they may have not been the greatest of influences when it comes to relationships. Really? Yeah. And, I mean, they they fought quite a bit when we were growing up. Um, they were both extremely busy and I know very stressed out. And so they did. There was quite a bit of fighting that I think happened in front of us that they regret now looking back on. And they say that, you know, they hope that that didn't influence how we have, you know, dealt with relationships going forward. But I found it kind of an interesting thing to say. Yeah. Like, do they feel guilt over it? I don't, I guess so. And their relationship now is a lot better and they're still together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's it's a heck of a lot better. And I think, again, as happens with a lot of families, right? You, with the kids, your whole life revolves around the kids. And then now they've been able to get together and, you know, yeah. focus more on, on I, each other. I think that's very common. Yeah. yeah. But uh, saying that they think, you know, they were kind of a bad influence is an interesting thing to say. It just got me thinking about it. I was like, huh. How do you feel about that? Do you agree with it? I don't know. Uh... Because, I, I mean, I get along really well with my parents and my sister, and so our whole family gets along, which is the number one thing for me. Now, in terms of me and relationships that I've had, like, of my own, mm-hmm. outside of that, I don't I don't know if that's influenced me per se. Maybe I've been a little more jaded because I've, I saw that they fought a lot and was okay. like, um, you know, maybe that has influenced things, but I mean, I have a great relationship now with my and Paul. Very odd one that's long distance, but we get along really well. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a tough thing to think about. What about you and your parents? Like, do you, did they get along well growing up? Yeah. Yeah. I think they were excellent examples for us. And like, that's I don't awesome. remember them fighting very, it, like the, the few instances do stick out in my mind just because it was so uncommon. Yeah. And it was never like 
it was never aggressive or anything. It was no. always just like, oh, I can tell that they're not happy with each other right now. And that was like the extent of it. Yes. So. Yeah. And whereas, for us, obviously, like it wasn't, it was a lot of bickering, I think, yeah. more so than straight out fighting. There wasn't ever any ob- violence or anything or um, really aggressive fighting. Yeah. But a lot of bickering for sure or, or disagreeing. Because you, I mean, I know people who grew up in houses where there was lots of, you know, there was yelling and fighting or sometimes even violence. Yeah. And. Yeah, I could see how that could damage your, mm-hmm. you know, your perception of what a relationship should be, or you don't have a good example of what a relationship should be. Yeah, I'm very lucky because yeah, my parents are 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 very in love and always have been. Good, and I think you know I could even be more like them in my relationship with McKenna. Like I think uh, we don't. I mean, we don't fight very often, but when we do, I think we could probably be more conscious to like make sure the kids aren't aware of it. Right. So, yeah, but I still think it's a, I think it's a happy home. Like, I don't think totally. And I also, I don't know enough about it. I'm not, you know, and I can't analyze this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, some fighting, at least in terms of disagreements, maybe is okay. And I mean the occasional fight because that does happen in real life. So you also don't want to shield your kids necessarily from all of that where you think it's perfect when then they right. get into their own and they're like, well, why am I fighting then? That's maybe also unrealistic. You and know? how do I deal with conflict That's just properly? It. So yeah. a happy medium for sure. I think my parents, yeah, maybe could have fought a little less in, in front of us. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know if it's really negatively influenced me. It's an interesting thing to think about as parents though. Yeah, you're right, because like, no disagreement isn't good either. No. You know, you see couples who are just like, everything is great all the time, and they don't last, do yes. they? Then, they? then they're broken up, and you're like, I thought everything was great. No. I thought it was great all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. some fighting is still okay. Yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I thought you'd get a kick out of this, Sean. So we sometimes poke fun at my people, the dirty Saskies. Uh, for how they butcher pronunciations of French or foreign words. Yes, like, well, when I go to visit, I'll notice things like marquee. Right is Marquis there? They say it Mar- like very phonetic yep. spellings and, and pronunciations of things. Yes, out there. Mm-hmm. Saskatchewan doesn't have a lot of time for nope. the proper pronunciations of words they're unfamiliar with. No, they just, just <laughs> phonetically, which I mean makes sense. Good for them. So I was visiting this past weekend. Went to see my parents, and I saw I, th- I saw this place. So do you know the uh, the Vietnamese soup? Uh, how would you say it? P H O? How would pho. you pho? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's a place near my parents' house. That's called pho something, but it's spelled F-U-H. That's really funny. So the Vietnamese people who own this place were just like, you know what? We're tired of trying to explain, <laughs> explain there, this to the Can I get some people. of that pho soup there? The pho? Uh, yeah, How do you say that stuff? What country is this from again? Oh. <laughs> They're just like... Oh, that's good. We're just going to spell it the way it said. You know, that we'll makes it much that. easier for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. And you see how these words become anglicized, yes. right? Because mm-hmm. you open a pho business in, in Saskatchewan. You're sick of the Saskatchewan and people. The O has that little, I don't know what the letter is, but the O has that little yes. squiggle above it, right? Uh, yeah. So it's that, then you're really throwing Saskis for a loop here. Uh, yeah, you we, put your Q upside down on that <laughs> sign. I was going to say. That's supposed to be a cure. Pho? Huh? <laughs> no, can't say it like that. Oh. Um, <laughs> so they're just like, frigate, we'll just go with pho. Yeah. <laughs> F-U-H, pho. This is, this is genius. <laughs> B-N-S in 20 minutes or less. Did you see the clip of Devontae Adams, who's a receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, shoving that photographer? I know that because he's part of my fantasy football. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How's he doing? 
Yeah, he's he's doing really well for me, actually. Uh, well, he just shoved a photographer. Yeah, that's not good. No. So the Raiders lost to the Chiefs by one on the weekend, and as Adams was walking off the field towards the tunnel, this photographer crossed in front of his path, and he, like, two hands shoved him to the ground. This dude just doing his own thing. Why? And, like, it happened so quick that it didn't look like much until you stop. Like, it was like, oh, yeah. And then you stop and realize, well, hang on a second. That's a football player pushing a non-football player. Yeah. Just some dude doing his job. Um, yeah, and that doesn't... Adams went on Twitter and he made what I thought was a fairly half-assed apology. And he said he had felt he felt bad immediately when it happened. But in the video, like he doesn't seem to care at all. He keeps walking. Uh, there's one of his teammates beside him. Also doesn't seem to care at all. And the photographer, what? I guess, went to the hospital after that. He's since filed a police report. And I would say rightfully yeah. so. Um, but it's also kind of amazing how many... Sports fans are like, well, you know, shouldn't have gone to the hospital, shouldn't have filed this police report. It's like, what well, do you mean you shouldn't have? He was, he's he was just doing his to, job. He's just trying to cash in. It's like, well, he was, he was pushed at work in a job where you're not supposed to get pushed. No, it's not like they crashed into him on the sidelines accidentally. Like this was a deliberate, yep. pushing of an adult man by another one. That is very strange. I think, man, I think sports media gets a lot of hate sometimes. They do. From, you know, from fans and even from players because the players are the stars, they're the big money guys and the sports, the broadcasters sometimes seem, I don't know, they're they're deliberately antagonistic. That I they, was going to say, to be fair, the sports media, there's, yeah, there's instances where they... They're adversarial on purpose because yep. they need to drive their ratings. They do. And, you know, they'll ask dumb questions to players in press yep. conferences and the fans will get mad and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, until you remember that it's all pretty stupid, right? It's like, none of it matters. You've got grown men making millions to play a game. Yeah. And then you've got these organizations making millions covering grown, grown men playing a yeah. game. And you're like, none of this matters. It's like, true. Anybody who's taking that to, if, of course the questions are silly. Yeah. It's all silly. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun mm-hmm. to watch. I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I like getting into it, but it's all silly. It is a bit silly. So, like, what when, is a sports reporter supposed to ask a player? It's all dumb. Yeah. When you take a step back and look at it, yeah, you're like, really? What are we doing here? And I say this as someone with kind of a dumb job, too. We definitely like, have I'm, a dumb I'm, job. No, oh, yeah. I have no None illusions None of what we do that. is important either. No. But neither are pro sports. Yeah. And neither is the media that covers it. So, I mean, if you get worked up about that. Yeah, you just can't take it too seriously. Okay? No. Take a step back and look at what it really is. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Heather sent us a couple of bad white girl sayings. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. She found out one of those local white girl stores. Uh, the first one is just a coaster that says, nice glass. Is it a wine glass? It's a wine glass, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, I have to do this. Oh, hold on. I need, like, need a nasal sound. My favorite salad is wine. It was on a tea towel and it just says, my favorite salad is wine. That I feel like we may have mentioned my favorite salad is wine just recently. That is a... St- Dinker. It's just one of the worst ones. Um, I also found a few on the weekend in my favorite white girl st- saying, by the or store rather. Okay. Uh, by the way, there are a couple of white girl stores that I just love, and I walk into them, and they are just pure gold. Yep. So, uh, first off, they have tea towels with the classic wine girl sayings on them. Of course, uh, one just says "Drink up, bitches," which I actually <laughs> I own that tea towel. You do you actually? I was gifted it. Uh huh. Your tea towel is swearing at me. Yes, it is. Uh, but it's Your just tea towel called me a bitch. Classic, classic white girl saying right there. Uh, and then they have a fairly new genre of tea towel that I've never seen before. Funny dog saying dish towels. So 
The first one has a dog on it, and it says, Every meal you make, every bite you take, I'll be watching you with a dog. Okay, okay. so there you go. Reasonably clever, I guess. Okay. Uh, the next one says, All food must go to the lab for testing, and it's a picture of a black lab. Okay, I actually kind of like that one. They, That's pretty funny. And the fact that it's a new genre, I'm like, you are going beyond the wine ones, which is great. Yeah. We've opened up a whole we're new world here, now. and we're doing pretty good ones. So there you go. It's That's a dogs. new thing you can see. Well, Dax, Dax, yes. But tea towels for the win, always. How many edible cookie dough recipes out of 10 are you going to give this one? Hmm. Like, is that where you can, it doesn't have the eggs in it, so you can eat it raw? Yeah. Yeah, you uh, smash that. It's delicious, yeah. Well, the first ones really suck, so I'm going to give those a higher rating, I think, Okay. than the second ones, because I actually kind of like the dog ones. They weren't bad. Okay, good. They weren't bad. Yeah, they're they're definitely more clever, and again, a new genre, so that gives we'll it brownie points. Nine and five. Okay. Nine and five. Uh, I like those ratings. Edible raw cookie dough recipes out of 10. Great. B and S in 20 minutes or less. I learned about something on the weekend that I didn't know existed. Yeah. So my parents recently purchased for their living room a chair and a half. Okay, so... Do you know what a chair and a half is? An oversized chair, yeah. I, I assume? It's a, like a like a wider chair. So you picture okay. something halfway between an armchair and a love seat. Mm, yep, yep. Not as wide as a love seat. Not oh, yeah, as I've narrow. seen those before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it might sound kind of useless, because I mean, like, a, a chair seat's one, a love seat's, t- seat's two, a couch typically seat's three, unless yep. it's a sectional, then more. So, like, what, who is a chair and a half for? A big fella? Well, if you're a big fella, for one, and it turns out it's just so comfy, even for one person. Well, I can imagine, yeah. You can kind of, like, sprawl out, uh, and or, like, you know, like, if you're reading to a kid, you got a kid sitting up there. I imagine if you sit with your dog, it would be super comfortable. Chair and a half, man. It comes with an ottoman and a half, too. Well, at that point... Why don't you just have a couch? I, there's something different about it. Okay. Because I was like, yeah, oh, you're nice and comfortable with your dog. It's like, you know what else is? A couch. A mm-hmm. love seat to me, I don't know. It's, maybe it's the chair and a half is deeper or something because love seat. Love seats are weird to me because they're they not are. overly comfortable. Like no. if you want to stretch out in it and nobody's just like sitting too, too fur beside each other on a love seat. Like that's just all of that's weird to me. A love seat is that like, one's kind of useless. It's what you put when you don't have the room for anything else. And that's yeah. I mean that's the problem with a chair and a half is that the footprint is quite large mm. compared to a standard armchair. I see. And like if you're having like a party, you're not gonna sit two people on your chair and a half. No. It's kind of for cuddling. We have to invite little people only because that's all we can fit on the chairs. Okay, we got these weird, awkward-sized chairs. So, or big fellas. These chairs and a half. One of the two. Yeah. But if you have a decent-sized room and you could make it work, it. I loved it. I'm looking at our own living room now and thinking, okay, okay well, could I rearrange things so that I could get a chair and a half in here? This is great. Okay. Do you remember um, when we were growing up? You never see them anymore unless it's in someone's basement because they haven't updated their basement since the 70s. But it was like that wicker circle. Yes. What is that thing called? And then it had like a circular cushion on it. It looked like a yep. satellite dish made of wicker yep. and fabric that you would sit in. Mm-hmm. And like the the dish part moved independently from oh, the yeah. base. Yeah, everybody had one of those. That's what I kind of thought of when you said a chair and a half. Like it's just the updated version of that wicker half moon. What is moon. that thing called? I don't know. A wicker half moon. A wicker dish? A wi- yeah. Oh, wicker dish. They were cozy though when you were little. Mm-hmm. You could. Those are good. There's right lots of them. options. Like now, the big things are oversized dog beds that for people as well. So, 
<laughs> you might as well just put one what? of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, again, it's just another very comfortable thing. It's basically like a bed on the floor, but you make it look a little fancier than that. And it's an oversized dog bed. So, well, is there a name for it that isn't I, just oversized no, dog I've bed? I've just seen pictures in passing. Dog bed for humans. I don't know. But Okay, I got to do a little. Oh, yeah. I mean, the options are endless for comfortable things that you can just toss on your floor. So The wicker chair is called a papasan chair. Okay, good. A papasan chair. Mm-hmm. Do you have a name for the the dog bed yet? Giant dog bed for humans. There you go. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes up. We're getting nuts from the dog stuff, aren't we? Like, a lot of that. I do Go want on. a dog bed. BNS yeah. <laughs> in 20 minutes or less. A Calgary Heritage Moment. By now you surely know that the famous Caesar drink was invented in Calgary, as was the now internationally famous ginger beef, a dish now found at many Chinese restaurants, but that was originally invented at the famous Silver Inn, which just shut its doors permanently this past weekend. But what you might not know is that the B-52 cocktail also has ties to this part of Canada. A B-52 is a shot consisting of coffee liqueur, Irish cream, and Grand Marnier. Its uniqueness comes from how it looks, as when poured correctly, the three layers remain separated, creating a colorful blend of black, cream, and orange. But this shot was actually invented by a bartender at the Banff Springs Hotel. His name was Peter Fitch. He was the head bartender, and he loved to invent unique cocktails for guests of the hotel to try. So, in 1970, he had an idea for a sweet after-dinner drink and decided to toss it on the menu. He was also known to name his cocktails after his favorite bands, thus the name B-52, after the band the B-52s. Many incorrectly assume this shot is named after the B-52 Strata Fortress Bomber, but that isn't the case. According to the most popular theory as to how this shot became popular, an owner of many Alberta restaurants tried the B-52 while staying at the Banff Springs Hotel one night and liked it so much he put it on the menu. Because of this, some have credited a keg restaurant in Calgary for the cocktail's creation, as it appeared on the menu there before the shot was internationally renowned. But the keg, in fact, got the idea from Mr. Fitch at the famous Banff Springs. There are now numerous variations on the famous shot, including the B-51, which uses hazelnut liqueur, or a B-53 or a B-54 with Sambuca and Amaretto, respectively. There's also the flaming B-52, which is simply the shot lit on fire. Regardless of which variation you prefer, it's yet another mixology creation invented here in the area. I'm starting to realize that we as Albertans, we know how to make a good cocktail. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.